This is the Irrelevant Information Podcast, a podcast about the importance of the unimportant. I'm Rodrigo Nunez, and today we're going to talk about Juicero. There's many types of annoying people on social networks, but perhaps the most annoying of all is the aspiring entrepreneur. You know exactly the kind of people I'm talking about. There are those Gary Vee acolytes who are on hustle mode and say things like, while they sleep, we work, unironically. The idea of a good concept or a good idea and insane work ethic taking you from anonymity to ridiculous wealth has fueled so many people to work on useless things, and the vast majority of them burn out and fail. Every once in a while, though, one of these ideas and one of these Steve Jobs wannabes that wear the same outfit every day will catch lightning in the bottle and captivate enough dumb people with money to actually achieve riches with one of their inventions at least temporarily. That is until their idea slash product is revealed for what it really is. Nothing but a grand Wizard of Oz level trick. You know, things like WeWork or Theranos. But while those two really took advantage of people and potentially put people at risk, my favorite one of these useless fake inventions that duped the rich didn't do such a thing and instead showed and revealed a lot more about the lengths to which Silicon Valley will go to try and find the next big thing. I'm talking, of course, about the Juicero Press. Juicero Press was a first-of-its-kind smart juicer. It was for a minute there the hottest kitchen appliance of 2017, at least for people with too much money. The Juicero Press solved the all-too-familiar problem of wanting a freshly squeezed cold-pressed juice but not wanting to clean up disgusting-smelling juicer afterwards. And the savior who climbed the juicing Olympus to found Juicero Inc. was a man by the name of Doug Evans. Doug Evans was a juicing savant who had the approval of healthy lifestyle magnet Gwyneth Paltrow. Doug considered himself the Steve Jobs of juicing. In 2002, Evans founded Organic Avenue, which was a chain of successful juice bars. This is all because Doug is a bit of a health nut. He was a staunch vegan and as so founded this business. He then sold controlling stake of his business in Organic Avenue and was subsequently forced out of the company. But no worries, because at that point, Doug set out to enter the technology startup world and create his next big hit. An at-home, smart juicer that would be clean and capable of delivering the type of cold-pressed juices that health aficionados pay a large amount of money for, except at home. Think of it as a Nespresso, but for cold-pressed juice. And at first, it actually sounded kinda cool. Doug spent some time developing prototypes that promised to do things like have a squeezing force of four tons, so it would be able to easily handle large chunks of fruit and vegetables and be entirely self-contained so that there was no messy cleanup. Doug got out there and sold this thing and sold it well. He boasted that the juicer contained 400 custom parts, was connected to the internet, had a QR scanner code for some reason. He was so good at selling this thing that he actually secured funding for it just by showing off a 3D printed rendering of a machine and not the actual machine. He just showed off 
like a Photoshop of it pretty much. I got to admit, it's a pretty good looking machine. The machine looked like an old MacBook G4. You know, remember those white ones? It looked like that, but in a juicer. It was white and pearlescent, and it had a big old pressing section that you would open up in which you'd put in a bag that contained fresh produce. The bags were developed exclusively for the Juicero press and contained fresh produce that would be pressed into even fresher juice. You'd start the juicing process either from the button on it or from your Wi-Fi enabled device for some reason, at which point the four tons of pressing power would be unleashed on the poor bags of produce and you'd receive fresh, cold pressed juice to enjoy. Afterwards, just throw the bag away. The bag system was the key cog in the whole thing. These bags had fresh produce that no other juicer could handle and they would be delivered to your door. All of this for a measly price of $700. Silicon Valley venture capitalists ate it up, of course. I mean, even Google invested in Juicero. So did the guys who started Dollar Shave Club. They secured Juicero secured enough money that Doug Evans really started buying his old Steve Jobs of juicing crap. Here's the thing, though. The machine was completely bogus. The bags didn't contain fresh produce. They contained juice. The press didn't have four tons of power because it didn't need four tons of power. The juice bags that were the key cog in the whole thing could be squeezed by hand. In fact, it was faster to do it by hand than to use the machine. But still, these so-called smart investors gave this dude hundreds of millions of dollars and never spotted it, never saw this before giving them money. How did he do it? The way he hooked them is the way all modern startups make money, a subscription service. Just like Dollar Shave Club doesn't make money from razors, but from selling you refills every week, or even Keurig doesn't make money from the machine, but from the K-Cups, Juicero's juicer had a QR code reader because the most technologically advanced part of the thing was the DRM-controlled bags. Meaning, Juicero controlled what type of bags would work. The presser would connect to the internet exclusively to validate that the bag you put in there was actually purchased via Juicero. That was it. Everything else was just talk. Everything else was just useless, bogus. Juicero did not invent a revolutionary juicing technology or a revolutionary juicing press. They sold juice bags. They were out here selling Capri Sun. <laughs> they were a juice bag company that had tricked a lot of rich people into giving them money by making a pretty looking machine and having PowerPoint presentations with words like Internet of Things and Smart Home. Combining the appearance of technology with a current health craze and a charismatic, driven, visionary leader was enough for Google to give these people $120 million. The biggest thing Juicero showed me is that greed and the need to be the next big innovator slash disruptor exposes just how dumb rich people are and how twisted the world Steve Jobs created really is. And yes, I'm blaming Steve Jobs for Juicero. 
I'm also blaming him for Theranos. In fact, I'm blaming him for the whole culture of move fast and break things and here's to the dreamers, so stay up all night and work on your vision that has led to everything being a subscription service. The simple fact is not everything needs disruption. Not everyone is an entrepreneur and your ideas are probably not that good. Most filthy rich people got lucky. Let go of this disgraced millionaire outlook on life that is so prevalent in American culture. Steve Jobs and the obsession with being the Steve Jobs of whatever make it seem like the most noble and heroic thing a person with intellect and hard work ethic can do is create a thing that makes money by having a cool design and pretty typography. Never mind that the man himself didn't build anything, he just screamed at people and parked in handicapped spots while denying his daughter, but that's beside the point. The obsession with becoming an entrepreneurial hit and the obsession of the rich to get richer has twisted this world to the point where profit is the ultimate mark of success and goodness, and not, you know, actually being good. For example, imagine how many kids could have been fed with those 120 million Google gave to Juicero. How many forest fires could have been prevented? How many metric tons of garbage picked up from the ocean? Or how many homes built for the homeless? But instead, it's okay that they gave that much money to a juice bag company because we have somehow convinced ourselves that it's more noble to invest in something that can disrupt the world than it is to do any of those other things. Now Juicero flamed out, it was mocked, and then like a thousand more Juiceros popped up, and they continued to do so, because unfortunately the appeal of goodness through profit and invention and becoming a hero like Steve Jobs is the perfect most captivating story for the 21st century American. What I'm proposing is this. Next time you hear a Gary Vee story of how you should take a free internship, remember that most of those guys that Gary is telling you to go have a free internship for would have gladly paid $120 million to a Capri Sun knockoff company. And instead, go out there and help your neighbor. That's it for this week's episode. I want to give a quick shout out to the Irrelevant Podcast Network. You can find a link on the show notes or you can go to theirrelevant.org slash podcast. There are two more podcasts on the network. One of them is called The Last Best Thing, which is an interview show about what people are enthusiastic about recently. And second is El Podcast, which is a show about pocho culture, news, payasadas, anything that comes to do with it. There's two episodes of each up. Listen to El Podcast to hear about the greatest boxing trilogy of all time. And see you next time. And as always, OR4 did nothing wrong. This is the Irrelevant Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.